Zimbraconda is a proud supporter of Wisconsin Badger Athletics. If you're looking to purchase, finance, or service a new or pre-owned Honda, buy local. Part of the Madison community since 1973, Zimbraconda's customer service is second to none. Experience it today for yourself. Shop local. Shop Zimbraconda. We love it when Coach Greg Gard, Gardo as I like to call him, even though he never said it was okay, joins us, right? We always have fun with him. We always learn something. It's always great. There's so much we can talk about with him, right? We can talk about basketball. We can talk about the challenges facing the college game. We can talk about him and Michelle and their big event, guarding against cancer once again, and their big event that's upcoming. But where better to start with the head coach of the University of Wisconsin men's basketball team than the Rocky movies? And that's where we'll begin as we welcome him in. Gardo, good morning. How are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm doing good, guys. How are you? Are you you're in our kind of age group? Are you a Rocky Balboa fan? Did you see all the Rocky movies in your youth? Uh, I, I have a fear. I know where you're going with this. Well, Tausch and I I'm had glad a spirit- you do because I don't think we know who we're going with it. So Tausch and I had a spirited debate. It all started because Jesse, who would love for me to mention to you because he's always looking for credit from everybody, uh, that he won a huge victory in trivia last night. That the most unexpected victories, and he says that his victory in, in trivia last night was unexpected. Somehow we got to the Rocky movies, and Tausch is arguing that the victory over Mr. T, Clubber Lang, in Rocky Three, after getting pummeled by Clubber Lang earlier in the film, is the most unexpected, impressive victory for Rocky. I say Ivan Drago killed his friend. He had to go to Russia, and he had to end communism. So to me, that one was more unexpected. Where do you fall in this very important debate before we talk about much more important things? I gotta go with you, Willie, Jason. I I think the Ivan Drago one is probably more was more uh, unexpected than any of the others. But man, they but they've all been so good. Is that the one who was running around chasing the chickens and doing that over in Russia, training? Uh, no, I I think that's even earlier. I think that's that's the I Apollo Creed. That's in like one. Yeah, I think that's yeah, two, one or two. Okay, yeah, one or yeah. two. All right. So yeah, this and is Greg, not why you're bef- here. before we get into it, the reason I'm going Clubber Lang, if you remember that movie, there was a absolute resolve that Sylvester Stallone, a.k.a. Rocky, had when he boarded that flight to go to Russia. He knew he was going to win. He had internal doubt. Uh, Mickey dies. Clubber had just pummeled him into submission. He had doubt at that point. He hadn't really won a big match since he beat Apollo Creed. That's why I went with Clubber Lang. I don't think there's a wrong answer here, but I definitely think I'm right. I think we have to have a Rocky thon and just sit like, uh, yeah. What was the little show that, uh, uh, 
Or the wait, little wait, two space, wait, wait, uh, space wait, wait, guys wait. watch movies? No, stop. Because the last time, and we love you, uh, right? We're always pulling for you. We want to see you have success. You've been a great friend to us on the air and off. But the last time we started talking about your viewing habits, we got in big trouble because of the show you were watching that you said the name of. And while you got away with it, we got yelled at for it after the fact. So we're not talking about any creaks <laughs> or any watching of any shows with Coach Gart. Okay? Now, let's talk basketball. <laughs> uh, no, before we talk basketball, let's talk a little bit about guarding against cancer because we're, we've been very supportive of that, uh, and we've been really excited that every time you have your event, you come on with us. Now, I know there's been the challenges of COVID that, fa- that challenged our regular lives and challenged your basketball teams and everything else. Uh, what's on the docket for guarding against cancer now that we've returned to some measure of normalcy? Well, uh, thanks for asking, Jason. Uh, we finally back to some normalcy, as you men- mentioned, uh, with our signature event this coming Saturday at the Cole Center. Um, we haven't had it in, I believe, two years, three years. So um, this year's Kentucky Derby theme. Maybe we'll have to do a Rocky theme some year. What do you think, Tosh? Yeah, I love it. I love it. Will, do you come as Clubber Lane? Uh, but anyway, okay. <laughs> We've got we've got a great evening plan. Um, man, we got a lot of silent auction items. We're gonna do. Uh, we got Soggy Prairie playing during the uh, reception part. We got Madison County playing at the end. We got Charlie Barron's coming from Manitowoc's Minute um, to to be our guest speaker. Um, but most importantly, I think just the funds that we're gonna raise uh, to help not only UW Carbone with all the things we've been able to do with with research and and uh, treatments there with. I mean, I mean, basically, you name a cancer, we've been able to help out in some way, shape, or form. But also, some of the grassroots initi- initiatives we do across the state. I think like we've been to Wausau, Oshkosh, La Crosse, Menominee, Whitewater, Janesville. Um, we go to Eau Claire this next fall. That'll be our next uh, next stop across the state. So we, we've got a ton of support, um, you know, not only from here locally with donors and, and people that are deeply involved and committed to it, but also the reception we've gotten across the across the state has been phenomenal. So hopefully uh, it looks like we're going to go over $6 million in, in a little over five years that we've been able to raise and um, help, um, like I said, at Carbone with different research projects and uh, clinical trials and treatments and, and then obviously different things uh, from the patient care standpoint across the state. So I know I saw this back, I think it was in November that this came out, that you had crossed the $5 million raised uh, Rubicon. Uh, how gratifying has this been? Because as we know, obviously cancer has touched your life, and that was what inspired you to be active in this. But to do what you guys have done, especially considering the challenges that you and all other charities have faced because of COVID the last couple of years, how good has it been to, to be able to see this come to fruition? And how can people who aren't necessarily going to be at the Cole Center this weekend help out and, and do their part? Yeah, I, I think, you know, Jason, what we've learned is, you know, with this initiative, keeping all the funds in the state of Wisconsin in a variety of ways and a variety of avenues to help patients and researchers, that people have really appreciated seeing the impact right at their doorstep, so to speak. So that's been, you know, as we've said all during the pandemic, you know, COVID, cancer didn't take a time out while COVID took center stage. So 
unfortunately, even some of those medical checkups and appointments and screenings were delayed because of COVID and, and how the facilities were shut down. And the spike in cancer because of the delay in those screenings is what the doctors have predicted. And that's what we're unfortunately going to probably see here over the next uh, year or two. But I think just the commitment to, to those that have wanted to impact right here locally you know take a global approach but but put your dollars to work here locally and and have a great impact uh for your neighbors across and down the street and we've seen that i mean people have really grasped that with with open arms and for those that want to help out i believe this weekend's events already sold out but you can go to guardingagainstcancer.org that's guarding g-a-r-d-i-n-g againstcancer.org and and look at all the different ways you can help out there we also have um, golf outing coming up at, at Nakoma on July 18th, and then we'll have a dinner and and uh, event down at uh, the downtown Anovino. So that'll be the next event that that we uh, have here locally in July after this weekend's events. Talking with Badgers men's basketball coach Greg Gard on Wilde and Tausch. He is also tagged in our poll question along with Sylvester Stallone, Carl Weathers, Mr. T, and Dolph Lundgren about our Rocky question. Now, Gardo, I have I do have a serious question about basketball, and and that is, and I know it's not ifs and buts and candy and nuts and all that other th- stuff, but uh, I really loved watching Chucky Hepburn play this year. Um, Sydney, who's eleven, uh, is our point guard in our family, and he is so great to watch, especially if you're eleven years old and you want to play the position without being nervous and explaining to her that he is a freshman because he did not play like a freshman all year for you. Uh, was really good education for her to watch him play, and watching him go out of your tournament game was difficult for her, for me, and for Badgers fans everywhere. Um, how much did that? Results in your season ending when it did, you think? Well, first of all, I, I know Sydney, if she's a point guard, gets all her athletic talents from her mom because I've seen no you, doubts. Jason. No uh, doubts. So, so <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was huge. I mean, we had, we had battled through COVID, the flu, injuries, and had kind of a revolving door in the lineup, but we had been very steady in the point guard position, specifically with Chucky. Um, and obviously with Lauren Bowman being in and out and eventually taking a permanent leave. Um, you know, that when that ankle injury happened, that put a lot of onus, even more than what I had accumulated over the previous nine games, um, on other guys and just, uh, you know, got us out of rhythm. And any time you, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot in 30 years. It, you have to have good guard play. You have to have consistent guard play. Um, even though big guys are important, you know, you can't win at a high level uh, in this game without good guard play. And, you know, just the depth that we, you know, lost through the year, what we had it early, and then, uh, like I said, through unforeseen circumstances, it kind of kind of dissipated. But, yeah, when Chucky went down, that was uh, – it also not only a physical absence, but an emotional. You could tell it even that day in Milwaukee that the air kind of went out of the building, and Iowa State did what they needed to do. They they milked the game. They kept the possessions low. Um, you know, we were uncharacteristic 
characteristically sloppy with the ball that we hadn't been really for the most part all year. We had been the best in the country, and uh, and we didn't shoot it well. I mean, we didn't shoot it great from three all year, but we've been able to find other ways, and other ways were taking care of the ball and and having really you know good guard play and key playmakers making plays at, at the right time. So um, I, I didn't I don't want that to you know overshadow the body of work and what this group did because they had a phenomenal year and for as much fun as fans had watching them grow and develop and enjoy playing the game together they were 10 times more fun to be around and coach and our staff and myself just completely thoroughly enjoyed being with this group uh, Greg, I know you like all of your teams that you coach, but is there something what what do you like more the kind of the team that is the favorite coming in and you got kind of all your horses lined up or kind of like how this year played out where you know you were picked 10th to be in the Big 10 and it, it, there were kind of low expectations outside of the building uh, what is I guess what which approach do you like more uh, as a head coach? You know, I, I really don't focus on that approach. What I what I always is my favorite and typically leads to a lot of success is when I watch a group come together and have the chemistry and the synergy regardless of having you know, if you go back to two thousand fifteen, obviously a really experienced, talented group, two lottery picks. But I think the thing that made them unique was their togetherness, uh, you know, how they enjoyed each other off the court. They were funny, they were loose, um, they kept everything in perspective and at the same time, when it was time to go to work, they went to work. Um, you know, this group created its own identity in that way before we ever played a game. I I saw some of that synergy and togetherness developing last spring and last summer. And then as you watch the pieces kind of come together and grow, I thought we were going to be much better than advertised. Um, and, and we were. But I think the the thing that gives you the most pride as a coach and, and really probably is a better indicator of what type of year you're going to have is this is a team sport and yes it can be dominated here and there by individuals but you have to be in sync with each other on the court off the court in the locker room uh, there can't be any egos or jealousies that pull you apart um, and this group I think epitomized that as well as any group I've been around, you know, and, and I'm not saying they were as, as talented as the final four teams or experienced as other teams. It was just the synergy that I watched and the togetherness and how they had, they enjoyed watching each other have success. Um, they were all big fans of Johnny. They were all big fans of Brad. They were all big fans of Steve, um, obviously Chucky's emergence and, and his steadiness as a, rock solid point guard as a freshman i mean every they just embraced each other and um they wanted to be a really good team and put all their individual desires and and egotistical driven things aside and really we didn't have to coach effort we didn't have to coach ego we didn't have to coach any of the togetherness um that's what made it so fun and, and why they i think did what they did yeah, and, and Greg, looking back, and I know last time we had you on, we, we discussed the transfer portal and how I think there was a, there's a, some negative to it. Obviously, you're going to dabble back in that again this year. I guess has your viewpoint changed at all on, you know, you've had guys leave, you've had people come in and make a big impact. Do you, have, have your, has your ID, ideas changed on the transfer portal, or is it kind of similar to what we discussed last year? Yeah, I think, you know, it's more than just the transfer portal we've seen kind of all come up at once. We've had, you know, the the one-time eligibility rule 
get past. We've had the transfer portal come into play. We've had um, name, image, and likeness come into play. And we've had COVID. (laughs) All come, really, those four things hit at about the same time. So, Unfortunately, it's probably both with the portal and the eligibility, one the one-time eligibility or the immediate eligibility and the um, the uh, NIL information or that whole world has kind of taken, gone into a, an area that we were fearful it would go into um, when it becomes part of recruiting inducements, um, when it becomes flat out in some regards pay for play, as we've seen for seen around the country, what has kind of taken shape. Um, I think there's some good to them all. Uh, we're not there right now. Uh, we have to get there as a as a sport nationally. Um, you know, and 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 each of them, I we could spend a lot of time on each of them, dissecting it, and really going in the weeds. But I think you know, when we get things sorted out, when we get it where it needs to be. I think there'll be more positives than negatives. Right now, everybody focuses on the negatives, and there are many of them, and they've really come with unintended consequences. Um, and not that consequences that us as coaches nationally didn't forecast and predict and, and warn everybody, like this is not going to of what could happen and exactly I think what some of the older coaches specifically have predicted and foresaw is exactly what we're seeing play out in different parts of the country. So, um, you know, I, I think, you know, you take the national view and then you take how can it, uh, how do we function here at the university? And and obviously the portal is something you have to pay attention to, and we've utilized it. We'll continue, continue to utilize it um, in, in the right fashion, finding the right fit and the right people. Um, so I, I think there's some benefits to it, and I understand people that want to move and, and change locations. I get all of that, um, but we've we've got to continue to evolve, and and both nationally as a as a sport, and handling and adjusting to these things, and modifying them as we see what isn't working so well, and and try to soften some of the consequences that have come out of it, and, and make sure most importantly we help our student athletes and not set them up for a crash landing after the NIL and their eligibility all dry up. So um, that that's the I think the biggest fear is what's going to happen five, ten years from now if we don't um, kind of tighten up some of these uh, things that have that have arose. Talking with Greg Gard on Wilde and Tausch. All right, Gardo, I've got a ton of questions for you, and having already used up a bunch of time talking about Rocky Balboa, I'll have to do them quickly. But I want to go back to the NIL piece of this because you didn't have to be an accomplished basketball coach like you and other coaches didn't it wasn't a common sense that this was going to be an issue uh so i don't know why there's unintended consequences because i think we saw those consequences even if we weren't in the game what do you do to make it so it's not the wild west because i am all for kids benefiting from their success i just I think that it it feels to me like no one is policing it in a way that makes sure that the field is at least somewhat level. What is your suggestion for how this can be done a little bit more intelligently? Well, you're right. Nobody's policing it because we don't have guidance. We don't have everybody's playing out of their own rule book and their own playbook. So how we operate here in Madison may be completely different how they operate in East Lansing, Michigan or in Austin, Texas. So um, I think the number one thing, we, we have to get some leadership. And that starts from the top down at the NCAA's level. Now, I know Mark Emmert's going to retire. 
Um, but however, whatever is next, and whether it's the NCA taking an initiative, whether it's the Power Five conferences, and and you know they've been talking forever about breaking off and and kind of going on their own. Uh, we have to have not only from an NCA standpoint, but our sport specifically, we have to have a leader. We have to have a commissioner of college basketball, uh, a czar, whatever you want to call it. We have to have some direction and leadership because right now we, we don't. I was on a Big Ten head coaches meeting yesterday, and and we were on it for four and a half hours, and that's one of the things that gets continually gets talked about. A lot of those meetings and Zoom calls and things just become a, a gripe session. And with nowhere to turn and nowhere to, to take all this and, and get some leadership. And, um, you know, unfortunately, they didn't put the coaches on the decision-making committees when all this came about. And the people that are in the – got their boots on the ground every day in the grassroots of this and could have told them that, that this is not going to be good. And we tried to through the NABC. Um, but, uh, again, just the leadership component where you are – our commissioners are going to have to really step up. Our presidents and chancellors are really going to have to step up because basketball is leading the, the, the charge in this in terms of the NIL, the portal. We're out in front of the other sports. The other sports are coming behind us. Football is going to – that will become more into football. Um, it will become more into the other sports. Basketball and football stick out because of the revenue that we generate, um, TV contracts and all that. So the, the numbers and are more eye-popping in terms of what student-athletes are able to uh, you know, to have put in front of them. But uh, like I said, the unintended consequences were, you know, what we've seen and, you know, what we saw down in Miami where it's uh, – you know the numbers are going through the roof, and it's a lot. It's linked or leaked into some tampering uh, with getting kids to use the portal to to shop around their NIL value, and um, so it's like I said, it's gone where we feared it would go. We didn't want it to go, um, and now the big challenge is how do we how do we have some rehabilitation here, and and who does it, um, who's involved with it. But that's the biggest issue is we don't have strong enough leadership and, and a direction to, for, for people to follow. Four and a half hours, and you thought your appearances on this show were long. All right, two more for me. Uh, one, I got into a somewhat heated argument. Uh, with Rex Chapman on Twitter, which I don't do a lot of Twitter arguments anymore, and I actually like Rex. But I said, frankly, if Juwan Howard is mad at me and I'm walking by him, I am going to grab his elbow gently and try and make my point to him. Uh, And apparently you're not supposed to touch people is what everybody on Twitter told me. So having learned that lesson, I was just curious, have you had any conversations with Jawan Howard since then? You were on a call with him, I assume, on the Big Ten coaches. Uh, Has that fence in any way been mended? Because after that happened, I saw lots of pictures of the two of you seemingly getting along quite well. So I'm wondering if that relationship has been repaired. Yeah, I don't think the I don't think the relationship was ever. It was the heat of the moment uh, at the end of a competition. Um, I tried to explain why I'd taken the time out. He didn't want to hear why what I wanted to explain. So that's really I think it was more of a heat of the moment thing. You know, I've always gotten along with Jawan. I get along with all the coaches. So uh for me it's it's water under the bridge. You pass it by and um move on to 
move on to next and, and learn from it. You know, All learn right. from both sides of it of what can be better. And um, so that's that's kind of where. Tell I, him not to press. Hey, coach, just it. tell him not to press All at right. the end of the game when he's All down right. by six. I, I have it's easy. Uh, if you think, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> If you think that was the toughest question Gardo was going to face on this appearance, you're wrong, because I have saved the toughest question for last. Oh, wow. And that is, Tausch has been told by Brad Davison's future in-laws and by Brad himself that he is on the invite list for their wedding. If you can choose whichever table you'll be seated at at Brad's wedding, do you want to be at Tausch's table, or would you prefer to be at someone else's table? Oh, I, I'd go at Tausch's table. Heck yeah. That's, Why not? You know absolutely. you're going to be in the center of the party. There you go, baby. That's exactly right. Plus, you know if there's we'll any see you there. It's, couple, a, it's coming hey, up. Hey, Jason. Jason. Yeah. Jason. You know if there's any type of scuffle, type of don't like your timeout, you just called moment, you got Tausch at your table. That's like having your own there bodyguard. You your own bouncer. Yeah, Juwan Howard, come on down, baby. Let's go. Let's see it. Yeah, it's still, and I know Greg won't say this. What he really wanted to say, they're just don't call timeouts. We're up by 15. The game's winded down. It's a great win. It was a Sunday afternoon. That whole thing was just, yeah, it's all, yeah. Gardo, good luck with the event this weekend. Thank you for making time with us. You know, we've always got your back, even if Tausch is much more impressive and athletic than I am. (laughs) I appreciate it, guys. Remember, guardingagainstcancer.org. Go check it out. That is the website again, guardingagainstcancer.org. G-A-R. Very clever. Yes, very clever, as we well know. That'll do it for us today. Thanks to Gardo, and thanks to Homer, and thanks to you for coming along for the ride with us. Have a great day. Take care. Be good.